This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. I am so excited. Finally going on location. What? Or what? Are we going to like a local prison or... Dude, dude. In cells. Not in cells. Project Humanoid, this is Murder My Dude. I'm BP Burke. And I'm the natural Jackson Wells. Alright. I need a nickname like that. I need like Chainsaw or Hacksaw. I like Hacksaw. Hacksaw BP Burke. Yeah. That's gonna be my new name. Hacksaw Burke. Hacksaw Burke. <laughs> I like Hacksaw Burke. Yeah. Sounds like somebody my grandfather would have boxed. Yeah, right. And, yeah. Well, he was Burke, so maybe that should have been his nickname, because he was Burke. He was Buddy Burke. He was Buddy Burke, yeah. He should have been Buddy Hacksaw Burke. He should have been Hacksaw Burke. Well, maybe he was. I'm going to start telling people he was. Yeah. Uh, so my relative was a lousy fucking boxer. Relative was, you had a relative that was a boxer? Yeah, his name is Ruben Oxenford. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And old Rube was uh, a shitty fucking boxer with a shitty record. Oh, well, what was it? I fucking probably... Oh. Oh, <laughs> zero. <laughs> he just got a zero. It's just a zero. You can give him a loss. got an F. bad for him. What's his record? F. I forget. My grandfather was over five hundred. I know that he. he yeah, mine was about. Mine was probably about twenty something when he fought. Okay, yeah. Your your grandfather was old. Very old. Yeah. He boxed Methuselah. Right. Yeah. No, he 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 won more than he lost, but he started to lose a lot toward the end. He got disqualified. You know this, but yeah, he definitely you know. lost a lot as he got older. He um, he lost his mind. Yeah, uh, That's but what no. I was going for. I was going for a dementia <laughs> joke. He um, he lost his last fight. Because he got death. disqualified. Oh. Uh, because uh, the ref warned him six times for low punching, and he just kept hitting him in the groins. Love and those low blows. Yeah, he loved the low, the old Polish uppercut. Yeah. So we get a Polish uh, today is uh, National Pierogi Day. Yes, we celebrated with pierogies. Yeah, we ate pierogies today. And kabasi. Yeah. Or kielbasa, as some say. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> Fucking blast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we ate yeah, them with party hats. We're recording this today, which is October 8th. Yeah. And yesterday, the day before we recorded was this, was the 7th. O- was the 7th. And you know the significance of that, right? Yeah, it comes before the 8th. Yes. And we every do- month it does. And Yeah. Directly math. before the 8th. Right. Math. Like the 2nd also comes before the 8th, but there's days in between. Right. But the 7th is right there. It's like right next to it. Yeah. It knows, it knows when to be on time. Mm-hmm. It's always there. But October 7th in particular mm-hmm. does have a special significance. Oh, yeah. Uh, either the 7th or the 8th was my cousin's birthday, my cousin Johnny. That, that's exactly what I was going to talk about. Yeah. It's not. It's not? No, no. no. I, I was going to bring up Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, I know him. He uh, he died on October 7th. This year? No, no. Long time ago. 170 years ago. Ooh, the year eighteen forty nine. Oh yeah, that's back when your grandfather was uh, a ripe old three hundred. Yeah, yeah, he was he was uh, hitting middle age at that point. Yeah. Maybe a little toward the end of middle age and crazy. He was, I say, he was chainsaw. He was uh, meaner than a junkyard dog, tougher than and shoe leather, 
And uh, he was tougher in shoe leather, tough, or tougher than shoe leather. Oh, tougher than shoe. I I like tougher in shoe leather. And more ornery than a one-eyed scorpion. I think it was. Mm. I forget the old. I forget the whole Terry Funk thing. Yeah. But no, like um, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Normally, this is where you would we would do this week in murder, but we're actually going to not do that this week, and we're going to do a little bonus feature on the the Poe Meister, the Poe Meister, <laughs> the Poe Boy. That's what it would have been I'm called if you would have been born po- in Louisiana. Yeah, that, po boy. there's a uh, there's a, a stupid meme. It's like I'm just a uh, po boy. Nobody loves me or something like that. And it's oh, like really? a raven singing. The, yeah, it's so stupid. Huh. So if you're excited about this time of year, uh, if you like the cozy mysteries, best enjoyed snuggled under a few blankets, and I do, uh, horror movies, and, and I, yeah, and yeah, you do, and I do, I don't that much um or anything like that really you're enjoying art that is really built on the back of edgar Allan poe and as i said uh, he did die 170 years ago this past monday october 7th yeah and his death was as odd as some of the stories that he came up with in his lifetime yeah very strange yeah very. i i've uh I've, I've been to his house one, one of his houses the one in I, philly I, so so he lived in multiple houses in philly oh wow um he had a uh, uh, was her name Virginia Clem mm-hmm. that he was uh, married to his thirteen year old cousin, <laughs> and uh, I think Virginia Clem's mom ended up uh, coming and living with him too. I believe so. Yes, and they had multiple houses, um, but the one that is still standing today, I think, was like the last one he lived in. Um, but he did have multiple houses, multiple houses huh. uh, in Philly because he he came there to write. Obviously, okay. he he wrote for multiple newspapers all over, um, and uh, so it wasn't. I mean, there was significance to the house other than him just living in there. Uh, he he wrote he did write some stories in there, and I forget, like the Raven, maybe or no, nah, it wasn't the, the Red. No, it wasn't the Raven. The Telltale Heart. It may have been Telltale Heart, something like that. Yeah. And uh, one of the great things that I love about Poe is he is the inventor of the detective story. Right. I love mystery fiction, uh, private eye fiction. I, I tried my hand at writing it, and I love it, and, and it all comes from him. Yeah. He was the guy who started it. Yeah. And four days prior to his death, because I know, he, like you said, he wasn't in Philly a lot, but Edgar Allan Poe is really synonymous with Baltimore. A Baltimore, when you think of uh, Poe in a city, it's, it's that. And even their football team, the Baltimore Ravens, is because of the Raven. Right. And, well, it's actually because they had a naming contest, but that's where that came from. And four days prior to Poe's death, so October 3rd, 1849, Baltimore Sun writer Joseph W. Walker found Poe completely mad wearing another man's soiled clothes and lying in a gutter immobile. Poe babbled enough to instruct Walker to get help from a magazine editor and doctor named Joseph Snodgrass. And um, they actually have a transcript of the letter that um that walker wrote there is a gentleman rather the worst for wear at ryan's fourth ward polls who goes under the cognomen of edgar a poe and who appears to be in great distress and he says he is acquainted with you he is in need of immediate assistance can you say cognomen again cognomen because every time you you say c words like that is cognomen you you get very flemmy cognomen Mm. and So, nobody knows for sure, because he was very much incoherent those last couple of days, but Poe must have stopped in Baltimore on his way from Richmond to Philadelphia, 
where he had snagged a job editing poems. Mm. And he was staying in Richmond before then, so this was a stop along the way. And Poe languished for days. He never really regained full lucidity before he died on the 7th of October. And theories about the time mainly centered around alcohol abuse. Poe had a notoriously low tolerance for, uh, for alcohol. Or some sort of meningitis or encephalitis. Like, those were a lot of the leading theories at the time. At the time, yeah. And a good friend, J.P. Kennedy, wrote the following after Poe's death. On Tuesday last, Edgar A. Poe died in town here at the hospital from the effects of a debauch. He fell in with some companion here who seduced him to the bottle, which it was said he had renounced some time ago. The consequence was fever, delirium, and madness, and in a few days a termination of his sad career in the hospital. Poor Poe. A bright but unsteady light has been awfully quenched. Other theories have emerged, though. Uh, perhaps Poe was beaten and suffered a brain injury, or he had been poisoned by carbon monoxide from indoor lighting powered by coal. That was another theory. Rabies or a brain tumor was suspected from others. One of the more fascinating theories, though, and I know we know, we know a lot about this one, yep. centers around cooping. Right, and cooping is the one that I... Uh subscribe to okay this is this is what you think happened absolutely very possible very you know, possible. this is the one that makes this is this is the one that makes most sense um yeah go ahead so let's let's get into it and i'll i'll, I'll tell you sure and in the 1800s dirty politics was frequently bolstered by voter fraud gangs the gangs would keep people held up in a room and that room was usually called the coop and they would be drugged or given alcohol, whatever they needed to give them, to push them toward uh, voting for whichever candidate was hired by these gangs. The gangs would then typically have the same victim vote multiple times while disguised, which would explain why Poe was found in someone else's soiled clothes. Right. Because he was drugged out of his mind and dressed up like somebody else to keep voting. It was reported that Poe uttered the name Reynolds before his death. Mm -hmm. To this day, no one ever found out why. Some digging found that Ryan's Fourth Ward polls had a judge named Henry R. Reynolds. Could Poe maybe have been yelling the name of the man who was responsible for the cooping? Was Reynolds the name of a friend? Nobody really knows, but he was rumored to have said Reynolds uh, before he died. The mystery surrounding Edgar Allan Poe did not end with his death either. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to say about his death before we get into this? Um, a lot of the... So a lot of the alcohol... Uh, claims, alcoholic claims mm -hmm. came from a guy who was like a, uh, kind of like a peer, but almost like his arch nemesis at the time. Okay. All right. And he was the guy that was like writing about Poe. Oh, okay. So yeah. So it's like, imagine there's somebody out there, uh, in Pottsville right now that, that doesn't like you. Right. That gets to write about you when you die. Oh, wow. Uh, and this is what happened. With this guy. This is why I should always be friendly with obituary writers. Um, as far as... It's, there's, the, See, the thing is, and, and I should have studied up on this. Uh, I should have listened back. Okay, to, to give a little backstory here, we did another show called uh, The Macabre Club, and then we kind of changed the name to Secret Symposium, where in that show, it, it was kind of like an Are You Afraid? Of, we talked about this in a previous episode. Yep, yeah. Where it's, uh, it's almost like a, a, an adult Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, and you could say, oh, well, isn't, you know, Twilight Zone that or whatever. And and it's sure, but this was like a group of, of storytellers that got together. And so it was, it was, it was basically, yeah, it was an, an adult, are you afraid of the dark? And the story that I did, 
was about Poe. Yeah, our stories are more uh, rooted in fact more than fiction on this thing, but yeah. Right. And the, st- the story I did was about Poe, and I really, I-, I really got to understand a lot more about Poe than I than I knew before. And I know that at that point, I came to the conclusion that he 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 was uh, a victim of cooping. Okay. Um, I wish that I would have had it detailed. I should have had it detailed. Uh, I should have went back and I should have listened to the recordings um, of my story that I recorded for it. And then I think I could have picked up on that. I should have had notes. I basically came <laughs> ill-prepared. You're not prepared for class. I'm not prepared. Um. Yeah, I can't give you anything other than right now other than, yes, I think he was a victim of cooping. I can't tell you why I think he was a victim of cooping other than just it made sense. Yeah, it, it fits in with these little things about him not wearing his own clothes, about him being incoherent. Right. About that being a, a prominent thing. He was found near a polling place. Like and he, they said he was soiled. He was in soiled clothing that wasn't even his soil. Oh, so somebody else had soiled the clothes. Right. Somebody else had soiled oh, the wow. clothes. Yeah. Ooh. And there was something else with him. Um, they said that, like, there wasn't any, like, there, alcohol in his system huh. when he was in the hospital. Oh, wow. Or, some, or like something like very low. Yeah, there's there's things you can look up about Poe and cooping. Hmm. You know, if you really if you're really that interesting, look uh, or interesting. If you're that fucking inter- no, if you're that interested, go and oops, oops, I'm hitting the microphone here. Uh, go check out Poe and cooping and his his last days. Uh yeah, the thing the Reynolds thing is extremely uh interesting. Yeah, there's a lot there, and if you tie it all together, it seems like that is a fairly if not likely, definitely a plausible. Um, uh, one thing too, um, I don't know if you cover this at all in the notes. Um, Poe, everybody always there, there's a place called like the the horse the horse you rode in on or something like that. Uh-huh. There's always claims that they're Poe's last. Uh, it was Poe's last visit, right? Which is complete bullshit. It was at like a different place around there, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have the whole cache of like that that like it's a tourist thing now, right? Uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Poe is Poe is not there. If you because it's almost like you could follow his his migration. Oh wow! Uh, through that 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 time when he gets off the train and the the luggage and you know there's this whole thing and he doesn't even go by where that was because it's out of the way. Oh wow! Um, it's yeah, like when you would always see those things where it's like George Washington slept here. Absolutely, that's yeah. exactly what it is. That's 100% what it is. Yeah, he wasn't there. They say he may not have ever even been there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, well, that... It's not only... Crazy. Not only was he not there then, because they know where he went, mm-hmm. um, but he may not have ever even been there. Because um, it was it was out of the way. It huh, was... Yeah, okay. so... Interesting. And, and we're going to break into something that happened after Poe's death, but before that, because I know we've been trying to do this earlier on yeah. in the show... Let's talk about our uh, social media here. Uh, we have a Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast my dude, or just look up murder my dude on Facebook. Um, Twitter at murder my dude, Instagram at murder my dude. You can look us up on projecthumanoid.com, send us a message. There's a little contact form at the bottom. Uh, you can reach us all over the place there. And um, thank you so much for your support. If you're, you're enjoying welcome. the show, oh, th- that's oh. much appreciated. Oh, me. If you're if you're liking what you're hearing, tell a friend. Uh, if you're not liking what you're hearing, pretend you do and tell a friend. 
that you don't really like that much, you know, that one friend, maybe they'll like us and then we'll like them better than you. So, uh, do you have anything like you want to, that I, that our, our shop is on projecthumanoid.com? Projecthumanoid.com. Just go to the bottom. Yeah. Uh, leave us a message. Um, yeah, we have mugs on our shop. We Very have. Very cool uh, looking mugs. I saw it on the Instagram today. Yeah. I was, I was mugging with my mug. Were you mean mugging? Yeah. I, I, no, actually I wasn't. I was pretty pleasant in there. You were pleasant. But I, though I, I did have a case of the Tuesdays. Oh, no. Yeah, that's what I wrote. No, no, it's a good thing. Oh, it's a good thing. Yeah, Mondays are the bad thing. Case of the Tuesdays is what you want to have. See, Tuesdays used to be my Monday for a little while, because I would be off uh, Sunday and Monday. Right. I worked Tuesday to Saturday, and then Tuesday was... Ba- but I don't really mind Mondays. It's- I like Mondays because of Raw. But now there's wrestling every day, so it's like the only bad day is Thursday. There's right. no wrestling on yeah, Thursday. I got a case of the Thursdays. Yeah. Uh, no, just uh, all of our social media. Yeah. Buy stuff. Buy something. Come on, man. Just buy a shirt. Buy the shirt. Yeah. Buy the shirt. Uh, buy a pillow. A pillow? Cool. A, pi- a pillow. I really buy a pillow. I pee on that pillow. Yeah. I want a uh, pillow. <laughs> I need like 17 pop filters in front of me. This is uh, craziness. So, um, it seems like it's, it's happened worse lately. I, I feel like I, I'm not, I'm not like sick, sick, but I've been feeling like kind of, eh. and I feel like, like I felt really like over the weekend and, and like, and, and, uh, I, I'm a little better today, but I've been feeling kind of like, Bleh, but I haven't been like sick, sick. I've been like sneezy and a little congested. Maybe that's it. Okay. But who knows? We'll see. Um, but anyway, the, uh, getting back into the Poe thing, the mystery surrounding Edgar Allan Poe did not end with his death. For decades, a man dressed in black with a black wide-brimmed hat and a white scarf would visit Poe's grave on his birthday, January 19th. The man would place three red roses, a letter, and an unfinished bottle of cognac. The man would raise a glass and toast to Poe's memory and then vanish into the night. What would he do? He would raise a glass yeah. and toast toast to Poe's memory. Okay. And then vanish into the night. Right. Like Benny Mardonis. Yes. Or that was, I don't know what the, what the lyrics were to that song. Something about. If this man could fly, right. he'd pick he, you up, he'd take you into the night, and yeah. show you a love like you've never seen. Right. Ever seen. Yeah. How well, old do I have to be, though? Just 16 years old. Okay. So, local lore has this event happening as early as the 1920s or as late as 1949, which would have been. Gap. Well, they don't know exactly what year it started because I don't think he like publicized like, "Hey, I'm going to do this thing in secret." And 1949 would have actually been the hundredth year after Poe's death, so that makes a little bit of sense. And um, accounts popped up in print around the 1950s. No one was ever really 100% certain about the significance of the cognac, but the roses were commonly thought to represent Poe, his wife Virginia, who we called Sissy. And Sissy's mother, Maria Clem, and all three of those are buried at Winsminster Hall in that same plot. Yeah, they were uh, they were buried in a. I think if they're buried in the back now, they were buried in the front before. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, I know they were moved. Okay, so wherever, like I said, if if they're buried in the front now, they were buried in the back before, or vi- you know, vice versa. Right, right. Um, and on their uh, their plaque, it's kind of fading because people keep. Uh, putting paper up against it and uh, stenciling. Yeah, doing oh, this wow. the whole stencil thing, and yeah, it's kind of getting like uh, faded. And uh, plus, he's been dead for almost two hundred years now, so it's gonna fade a little bit. Yeah, 
Unless they replaced it. Would you open it. up? Would you open up his grave to look at it? Um, no, I'm no, I'm I'm, 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 I'm up anybody's grave. To I'm look morbid. At. I'm morbid as hell. So here, here's here's why. What what made me interested in that stuff? Uh huh. So I know it's a very morbid thing thing to say. Uh, the Big Bopper. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Richie Valens, Big Bopper, you know all those guys. Right. Uh, the day the music died, they yep. died in a uh, plane crash. Buddy Holly, yep. Right, Buddy Holly. Uh, so the big there was a theory that the Big Bopper was shot and killed. Like did he he survived the plane crash, but somebody shot him, and that's how he died. Now this is the theory for whatever reason is going around. Now Big Bopper Junior, who looks identical to his father, mm-hmm. bought into this. Or was curious about it, and he was curious enough that he had the big bopper exhumed, and when they exhumed the body, they said he, he was still, like, intact. Oh, wow. His skin was just a little, he was a little thinner. Mm-hmm. The hair was a little bit longer. The nails were a little bit longer, you know. Uh, he was a little thinner, and he was gray. Oh, wow. Yeah, but he was still intact. Like, huh. crazy. Yeah. I get, and I, but I'm going to guess embalming and stuff like that, because that was, what, in the 60s? Yeah, I'm guessing our embalming practices were a lot better then than they were in 1849. Right. So Poe might be a skeleton. He may be. You don't know. Yeah. He may be. I would I would totally I dude, they've they found I guess it uh if you know, to quote um Flight of the Concords, if the conditions are perfect. Right. Um <laughs> you know, I guess something could stay intact. They've they found uh people that were like 200 uh, born like 200 bc that are still intact with their hair and everything yeah interesting yeah it's crazy i i I like looking at these weird morbid things um but i would like there's there's certain ones that i would like to look at like just open up a casket like george washington it would be interesting to me the one i thought of immediately was elvis because like let's solve this right here and there stop you say he's alive we're gonna find out yeah i'm with you even though I'm pretty, sure are they gonna are, are they gonna still be like, oh, this is alive, and like you don't hear it that much anymore? No, because no, because we're it, getting towards the end of like, all right, he he'd probably be close to dead or dead. Yeah, at this no, he would almost definitely be dead by now. You would think. Well, how old? How I don't know how old. He, I don't know how old matter. he would be, but he was yeah. also like an older guy. He was, he was like, in his forties, forty years ago. So he, he'd be like he, in, in his eighties. He could, yeah. yeah, he could theoretically still be alive. All right. But um, Edgar Allan Poe is very much dead. We he know couldn't this. be alive. No, there are no Poe sightings. No, but there could be Poe toaster sightings. Eh, yeah, it is believed that the Poe Toaster retired, the original Poe Toaster, I should say, retired sometime in the 1990s. He'd left a letter early in the decade saying the torch will be passed, and in 1999, another letter was left saying that the original Poe Toaster died in 1998, and that the tradition was being carried on by a son or sons. The original Poe Toaster's letters were usually just weird, oddball letters, and the new one broke from tradition by adding a lot of social and political commentary. In 2004, the new Poe Toaster got political, for example. He expressed his displeasure with France's opposition to the Second Iraq War, writing in a new letter, quote, The sacred memory of Poe and his final resting place is no place for French cognac. With great reluctance, but for respect for family tradition, the cognac is placed. The memory of Poe shall live evermore. Hmm. And there was another time he made like a Super Bowl prediction when the Ravens and the Giants were playing, and he picked the, the Giants... Right. Which, yeah. it's Baltimore, of course, you would think you would pick the Ravens, and the Ravens crushed them that year. Uh, but th- and things like that. So, there there was a little bit of change when the, the Poe Toaster changed. And there have been a, a bunch of different suspects, ranging from a Baltimore poet named David Franks, who has since died, 
uh, to a former Poe House curator, Jeff Jerome. David Franks was known to be a prankster and a big Poe aficionado. And oddly enough, David Franks died on January 14th, 2010. And that's interesting because it was five days before Poe's birthday that year. And that was a year where the Poe toaster did not show up. Hmm. And uh, there are people that have suspected Jeff Jerome. He denies it. About 10 years ago, a close friend of his and a man he considered his mentor, Sam Papora, claimed to be the Poe toaster. Uh, Sam was a former historian of the Westminster Presbyterian Church, which is where Westminster Hall's burial ground is, is connected to. Right. Uh, Sam changed his story a lot, and there was a part where he said that he didn't start until the 60s or 70s. That doesn't check out since they covered it in the newspaper in the 50s. Right. The one I think it is, personally, is uh, I I liked... And, and you know how, like, detectives would be like, I like this guy right. as my thing. You know, I I like David Franks. Okay, yeah. It kind of seems like something, like, a guy like that would do. Right. Maybe maybe he was the second one. Maybe the first one was, like, somebody close to him. And yeah. Be, I, I think the very the very telling thing is that he died and then it stopped. Right. That is very telling. Mm. And uh, because the Toaster's 2010 no-show was the first of many. Uh, the tradition seemed dead until 2016 when the posters... The, the, the what? It's the stove poster. The stove poster. The the, uh, the, the, tope, the toe poster. The toe poster. He, he just posts toes. <laughs> yeah. He just puts toes on uh, posts. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. That's, that would be very painful. He, he's, he's really, he was really big in the Vlad the Impaler growing up. Yeah. Yeah. But, but on it's a much smaller head, scale. Right. Yeah. yeah. Instead of heads, he puts toes. He watched Lebowski a lot, too. I can get you until right now. Yeah. Uh, so, no, you saying that, though, that reminded me of when we were recording all the Secret Symposium thing, because this was like your story, and the one I did was about... Oh, is it, was this like my story? Because it's verbatim. Oh, my, yeah, yeah. My I fucking just, story. I took your notes. You, you just, took my notes. I, I, I kind of juggle them around. Yeah, I, I, I see that. I, I'm reading, I'm like, oh, this is... I told you I was going to do that. This is my stuff. They're bringing down the fourth wall here. Um... <laughs> The one I did was about, like, ghostwriters and stuff like that. Oh, so, by the way, fuck you, Nate. Because Nate always says, like, he always accuses me. It's like, oh, we don't, we don't br- Brian, BP, did all the work. <laughs> really breaking down the fourth wall here. Oh, no, on that? No, no, this was totally you. Yeah, like, this- you wrote, th- this prep is all stuff you wrote. I just reworded it a little bit. Uh, no, but I, and it's, obviously, you do the work the majority of the time. We know that. I'm lazy. Uh, but this is, this is me. Yeah. But... It, w- it made me think of when I was recording my part, and I said, uh, Goosebooks Bumps. Instead yeah. of Goosebooks Bumps. Bumps. <laughs> Goosebooks Bumps. <laughs> that, that was my favorite thing. Because no, I, what- I read it, like, just totally, like, I didn't stop, and it was, like, just full, full confidence. Goosebooks Bumps. Yeah, right. Yeah, you didn't stop. You just kept plowing through, yeah. <laughs> so, uh... uh so the Poe Toaster did return in 2016, not the Toe Poster. Right. Uh, he was playing Dance Macabre on the violin, toasting Poe with a glass of cognac, and said something like, fame comes too late to the dead, or glory paid to one's ashes comes too late, but he said it in Latin. And uh, this was an organized return. The Maryland Historical Society had held open auditions to create a new officially sponsored Poe Toaster, which I'm glad they're keeping the tradition along, but it does re- lack a lot of the mystique and coolness of the original. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, but here's uh, to you, Poe. A toast to you. I, I I would love to do it. I would love to have cognac and just sit around and, like, watch, like, uh, Mask of the Red Death. The, red, yeah, the Telltale Heart. Right, or something like that. Uh, locally, the 
Yingling Mansion. They do a Poe thing, don't they? They were yeah. doing Poe things. Yeah. I would love to attend something like that and then toast Poe. Yeah. I would lo- I would fucking love to do that. Wear like a cape and shit and just toast them. When I- that would be... I like stuff like that. I think it's fucking cool. It's kind of... It's geeky, you know? You can but- wear someone else's soiled clothes. No. I can lend you some soiled clothes. No. But... I have soiled clothes right over there. I can get them right now. I think... I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really into... Um, you know what it is, too? I'm into... Like doing train rides mm-hmm. and like murder mystery getaway weekends and stuff like that, and so to to dress up and kind of play the part, yeah, uh, you know, and to go into a mansion and then do something like that, just I don't know that that would be that's all on my like bucket list of like cool fucking th- yeah cool yeah that thing. would be really cool if they did a murder mystery at that mansion like really having actually been inside there that would yeah. be really cool. I pooped in there. <laughs> so did your son. He told me about it. Yeah. God, he gets it just from you, know, right from me. All right, uh, <laughs> all right. Enough about Poe right now. Uh-huh. Let's talk about Tate. Okay, we're going from Poe to plug. Right. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, have you heard about the Snark Remark dot shop? Yes. You won't shut up about it. Oh, okay. Well, if you haven't, uh, I'm going to tell you about it. The Snark Remark is an Etsy shop. Uh, they offer buttons lapel pins, magnets, vinyl decals, and more. Uh, the most popular item is a custom lapel pin with your face on it for $9.99. Not, not $10. Mm-hmm. Not $10.01. Okay. Not $10.02. Less. Not $10.03. Uh-huh. How, can I get it for $9.98? No, it's not $9.99. Okay. They even have digital protest signs you can download and print yourself in minutes. You can even protest me reading ads. Okay. Yeah, you could do that. Depth to ads. Right. But but you have to I mean you have to go through Yeah. And there's one at the beginning too about anchor. Right, know. right, there's right. Ads. I mean okay. you're not gonna win, but you can protest yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, but you can We're get you can you. get your digital protest signs through the snark remark dot shop. That's that's a website. It's it's instead mm-hmm. of dot com, it's dot, dot shop. Dot shop, yeah. Right. Uh well the the, the person who's in charge of such a fine establishment is my pal Tate. Uh, she's been my go-to artist for years, like 30 years. That's a long time. Or three or four, something like that. It's a long time. Uh, she's riable. Ri- she's rideable, uh, reliable, uh, and easy to work with. And she has a five-star average on Etsy to back up my claims. Very nice. Yeah. Add promo code MMB. MMB- <laughs> We're mush mouths today. Yeah, it's been tough. Don't don't add that. That that they probably won't take that. Add promo code MMD10 for an additional 10% off. The snark remark dot shop. Give snark get laughs. All right. Uh by the way, do yeah. you know why like you know why it started where things would be charged like 9.99 instead of $10 or things like that? Because they would always say it was because people, like, subconsciously will be more willing to pay it. That's not really the main reason. Really? It was because if somebody had to, if the shopkeeper, the person who was, like, working at the cash register, if it wasn't the person that owned the shop, if they had to make change, they knew they would have to open the till. And they would be, make it less, it would be, make it, like, harder for them to just slip that money in their pocket if they had to make change for it. Oh. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Huh. Incels. Hmm. Uh, we skipped over this week in murder for the Poe segment, but there is a current story that is tied to this week's main topic. 
Yeah. And it also concerns the current number one movie in America. The number one opening in the history of October for American box office, Joker. Uh, you know what that beat, though? It beat It Part 2, which was number one for like three weeks. Wow. Yeah, that didn't stay number one for long. Um, and this article is from, uh, this is from uh, an article on gizmodo.com was written by Del Cameron. And this is actually not from this week, but it was from like a little while ago. Now, now let me ask you a question. Uh huh. If Joker would have came out first. Right. And then it too came out. Would it too beat Joker? Do you think? No, um, if it would have made more money, but I don't think it would have because mm. Joker had a huge opening weekend. Right. Um, and that was despite this U.S. military issues warning to troops about incel violence at Joker screenings. The U.S. military has warned service members about the potential for a mass shooter at screenings screenings of the Warner Brothers film Joker which has sparked wide concerns from, among others, the families of those killed during the 2012 mass shooting in Aurora, Colorado, which was the one where, right. when The Dark Knight Rises came out, the guy shot up the movie right. theater. Which I think is silly. Okay, yeah. I, 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 I asked this, I was at the coffee shop the other day, and I, I had this conversation, and I was like, what? I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I made a comment about it, like where I thought it, I just thought it was silly. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, you know, like I could understand it." I was like, "Yeah, but do they play other violent movies?" And and they were like, "Oh, wow, yeah, good point." Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, sure they play like John Wick and right." I'm like, the, the thing is, is what they're doing now is they're they're just connecting it to DC, right? Because the other one was Batman, which right. didn't, didn't even have the Joker in it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And this is the Joker, which doesn't have Batman in it. Right. But I think it has Bruce Wayne in it. it, it I, I think alert. it does. Yeah, spoiler alert. I've read that. I read that in a fucking article months ago, by the okay. way. Like, there's a young Bruce Wayne. Because it's set in the fucking, like, 70s or 80s or something yeah. like that. And I guess, whatever. Anyway. Um... It's set back, you know, like, this is the Joker's origin story. So what they're doing now is they're unfairly linking this with Batman because mm-hmm. Joker is, you know, linked to Batman. Now I wonder if it was there was a Harley Quinn movie that came out, right? Suicide Squad. Would right. would, would they show Suicide Squad? Probably. It, it seemed like it was just this Joker movie because Joker is kind of one of the 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 tenpole things about the character is that that No, the reason why I asked is because Batman thing. was wasn't Batman in Suicide Squad? Wasn't he? So Joker was though. Yeah, the but Jared I thought, Leto I thought was. that there was a Batman. There was a Batman scene in something. Maybe there. I don't remember. There might yeah. have been. But no, and and one of the reasons why this one got even more attention is because they they mounted their shit, mm-hmm. and the U.S. Army did confirm uh, a few Tuesdays ago that the warning was widely distributed on social after social media posts related to extremists classified as incels were uncovered by intelligence officials at the Federal Bureau of Investigation. On September in, in a September 18th email, service members were instructed to remain aware of their surroundings and, quote, identify two escape routes when entering theaters. In event of a shooting, they were instructed to run, hide, fight, in that order. Run if you can, the safety notice said. If you're stuck, hide, also known as sheltering in place. Yeah. You're, uh, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, you're just right, like rushing through this. Oh, I didn't didn't realize. Yeah, you're. (laughs) Dude. All right, hold on. I have to take a deep breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you got me tired. I was trying to keep up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm mentally running with you. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hey. 
slow down. That's what I was saying in my head. That's what mentally means. Um, so yeah, there was basically they found chatter on the dark web uh, about targeting an unknown movie theater during the release. Obviously, it didn't happen the opening weekend. It's come and gone, and everybody's fine. But I guess there was some chatter among incels on the dark web uh, about this. Yeah, it was probably a bunch of fucking trolls on like Reddit and shit that were they, well, were, they were pretending to be incels. Yeah, Reddit's not the dark web though. Nah, if, but if it wasn't really the dark, dark web that they were on. The the dark web. Why can't they shut it down? Ah, uh, because they don't want to. <laughs> you know who invented the dark web, right? No, the no, Department I... of Defense. Uh, because you had to go through the Tor browser. Yeah. It's because they have so much shit going on that the the stuff that's happening on the dark web is worth it to make sure that their shit can go through, too. Yeah, there's always, like, crazy things like that. Like, like I think that they run, like, uh, porn sites, like, child porn sites. Like, they'll have child porn um, things so they can kind of do sting. Right. Things, but they'll have it. And, I'm, and like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, you know, fucking weird and creepy that is yeah. is that is that you have to have access to child porn pictures mm-hmm. to lure people in right yeah the whole thing just even thinking about it just like makes you go oh yeah and that's that's what i think i'm like who the fuck is the guy in charge like all right uh, t- uh t- tony you're shit i don't mean because i'm saying tony <laughs> and you have a friend to todd you uh <laughs> let's change his name todd you uh, are in charge of the child porn page. Sorry. You know, that guy doesn't want to fucking do that. You He's know? probably the guy in the office nobody likes. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, let's, put, let's put Todd in charge of it. Todd's a fucking Well, I'm dickhead. sure they're also not out there, like, shooting it. They're probably using stuff they seized from other people. Like, but still, you don't want to be the guy whose job it is to do that. My, You know, my thought on that, though, is you're still exploiting children. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Like, I... I you're you're doing it to lure other people in. Yeah, I guess the idea is it's for the greater good. But I don't see it as the greater good. I see it as you're kind of you're you're just you're making people go out. It's kind of like the PETA thing. Like when when they go and and they throw paint on people's uh, leather jackets and shit. Right. You know what you're doing? You're causing more fucking uh, cows now to get slaughtered because now more leather jackets are going to be in demand. Yeah. Because. They're going to go, oh, I need a new leather jacket. Right. You're selling at least one more leather jacket, probably. Yeah. It's just fucking creepy to me. Yeah, it, it, it's tough. I, I Look, and, and to be clear, I don't look at any of those things. I also don't wear leather jackets. So I used to wear a leather jacket. I had a leather like, trench coat. You, you had a big like leather duster yeah. or something like that. Yeah, trench coat. That's what it was. Yeah. Not a duster. It wasn't like an old like uh, like cowboy right. duster. Yeah. Okay. So, um, who and what are incels? The term is shorthand for involuntarily celibate. So, basically, people who wish to be involved with someone romantically and or sexually, but who are not. Yeah, like me. Okay, there you go. The no, inc- I'm, just, I'm just joking. I can get trim. The incel subculture, as it exists today... Yeah. is almost exclusively male. Yeah. But it was actually started in 1993 by a woman named Alana who has withheld her last name to the public. Yeah. And Alana had gone through college frustrated by her lack of sexual activity. And when she discovered the World Wide Web, and this is in the early days of the World Wide Web, uh, she launched a site called Alana's Involuntary Celibacy Project. And her aim was to keep things super inclusive and to provide just a space for people like her to talk about what was wrong with them and why 
they were involuntarily celibate and just kind of be almost like an, a support group, a sounding board, things like to, that. To talk about their, their ales. Exactly, yeah, to talk about their ales. And eventually, Alana further explored her sexuality. She began a relationship with another woman, and she was no longer involuntarily celibate. Right. And around the turn of the millennium, around the year 2000, she wrapped up her work with the project and actually gave the site to another person. And Incel kind of stuck as a name here, even though other sites popped up and everything. And in the nearly 20 years that have followed, the majority of the Incel community has warped significantly. Uh, most online Incel groups today are mostly male, mostly white. Uh, they tend to skew younger. And they've developed a reputation for misogyny. Uh, everything's about, oh, women, des- uh, women are worthless they deserve to be raped it's, it's horrible stuff yeah. like that well it's, it's frustration it, it's, going... it's absolutely frustration and especially in a climate today where um like there, there's a lot of double standards with women there really I, there are there's a lot, a lot of double standards there's a lot of things but you have to understand at the same time where where women come from too like women aren't or men aren't really afraid of a woman overpowering them right. and raping them and doing, you know, all kinds of stuff to them. Like, like men don't have to really worry about that with women. Right. There, now there are cases that's not to trivialize, you know, people's cases. There are other things. I think that there's silly cases on, on both sides. Um, when I say silly, let, let me, let me be clear. Like, um, one thing I'll never ever agree with is the whole position of power thing. Like they tried to pull with Louis CK. Mm-hmm. But it was like, oh, you know, he was in a position of power. And what that meant was because he was, you know, their boss, he was their boss. But it was like in a hotel room when they were hanging out. And when it's his it, boss is such a weird thing because he's a fucking comic. You I know, think it was on, I think it was on a TV show and he was like the producer. But he's still a comic and it's still it's a TV show. It's a little different than like a supermarket boss, mm-hmm. you know, or like it's your I don't know, whatever. It's 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 a little different. It's a little lo- more loose and relaxed. Uh, that's where I I I'm like, eh, I don't know. There's so, you can look at it so many ways, and I'm you know I'll I'll be the bad guy. By the way, this is Jackson Wells speaking, not Jack Riley. Um, okay, like that. What's her name? Mia Khalifa. I think her name is something like that. Okay. The the porn I, I, chick. I've heard of her. Yeah. Yeah. She's like she's t- going on now about how. You know, like she, like her privacy is gone because of all the movies she made and all this stuff. It's like, hey, you signed a contract. Right. I mean, and, and, and I get like not being proud of things you've done and there's no way to really undo it. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. And, um, but I mean, it was a decision you made. But regret is not rape and regret, because that's a thing too. It's like, I regret, there's been claim, not a whole lot, but hey, one's, one's more than enough to be crazy, you know? Uh, there's, there's that whole, like, I regret sleeping with that person. So therefore I'm going to say he raped me. Right. Disgusting. You know, I, I hate, I hate any, uh, any injustice, but you know, there, there, it, some stuff does come from the other side from, from women, but it's mostly from men. And so I could see why women are, you know, why they start putting up this wall and why they start to, they feel like they're fighting back. I think it just gets out of hand on both sides. Right. And, and, and it's funny you were talking about like the whole like fear of being overpowered thing. Cause I remember, um, for a while, one time when we were both living in New Jersey, we had gone to like a store or a restaurant or something with this friend of ours, uh, who we were filming some things with. And she was like, I feel really safe around you. So I'm like, and I'm thinking like, 
does she not feel safe any other time? I'm like, I guess she doesn't. Wow, because I never feel unsafe. Like, I never feel unsafe. Okay. Like, um, like I don't walk down the street, and we're not, I don't, we don't exactly live in the best neighborhood, but I can walk home from the store at night and not think I'm going to be attacked. Oh, I don't, I think that. Oh, you do? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I'm paranoid. Oh, wow, okay. I, I'm bigger than you. I'm yeah. tougher. Yeah. I'm fucking, I, I absolutely fucking fear that shit. Oh, I'm so paranoid, dude. Huh. Oh, okay. yeah. I think it's because it's where I grew up. Yeah, I guess because it never really happened to me. I guess if it did I've happen been jumped, to me, then I've been jumped sudden, a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. I've been jumped, so I think that that's, that's probably why. I'm fucking so paranoid about it. I think I think it's a conditioning thing. Okay. You know, maybe it's, it's you know, yeah, like where you, I guess where you lived, you never had to deal with that. Where yeah. I lived, I did. So I'm always fucking paranoid, you know, looking like, oh, shit, is some shady character going to come out of a... You know, like a fucking alleyway or something. Okay. Um. Yeah, man, I'm definitely paranoid about that stuff. So, I, so when they say like men don't have to worry, yes, that's not true. Maybe you know what I mean. Like, I, I could say the same thing about women. No, no, you don't have to worry. You know, it's your choice to worry, and it is. And, and but also like a, a sexual assault, especially by force, is something that happens far more to women than men. Yeah. Like just that's a fact. Um. Yeah. Unless you're in prison, you know, then... Well, yeah, I'm talking about people walking amongst... People walking amongst themselves, and, and, and uh, free people walking in public. It, it is more of a danger to women than men. Absolutely. And uh, But anyway, going back to the incel groups and the, these incel communities online, in 2008, the New York Post took a look at incels.me, a major incel uh, site, and found posts on their forum decrying gamer girls saying they deserve to be sexually assaulted, and though lumping everyone into a, uh, the in, the in that culture with the most extreme is, is a mistake we're not going to make here, the worst of the group of the incels have given the entire entirety of them a black eye, even though they're not all monsters, they're not all terrorists in waiting. Because now the big thing is, are, is, are incels a terror group? Uh, I don't think there's not the incel meeting where they're plotting shit that we know of. And if it is, it's not all of them. It might be a few crazy people, which... That happens a lot with a lot of things. Religions, I can think of. At least one religion it happens with. What I want to know is, how do you become considered an incel? I think it's a self-labeling thing, and you kind of go out and you pursue these groups, and you, you, you're you active problem. in the community. That's the problem, yeah. yeah. Because it's it's a bubble. It's a fucking hate bubble. Yeah, and, and you see the same thing on either side of the political spectrum, the very far left and the very far right. It's this bubble, and it just—it's the negativity just amplifies, and it's an echo chamber, and it gets worse and worse, and then shit like what we're going to talk about here soon happens. Okay. Uh, so enter Elliot Roger. Elliot Roger was described as as a child as being quiet and shy. He demonstrated signs of OCD and Asperger's syndrome, although I don't think it was ever officially diagnosed. And now Asperger's syndrome is not even a real diagnosis. It's just part of the autism spectrum now. Whatever. I, um, I still hear that it is. And, and I know that you say that. The latest DSM just folded into autism. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's considered being on the spectrum. Okay. Uh, though he was seen as polite, there were definite signs of rage inside him. Uh, quote, and this is a quote from Elliot himself in a lengthy manifesto he published online. My little nine-year-old self realized that there were hierarchies and some people were better than others. Jealousy and envy. Those are two feelings that would dominate my entire life and bring me immense pain. Well, you know, that's kind of ingrained in our culture anyway. Like, especially like oh, over in England, you had, you know, you have 
hierarchies and oh yeah yeah oh they're the social structure they're that's all patriarchy and yeah the cool kids yeah the not cool kids yeah and if you're not one of the cool kids you're gonna feel lesser than yep um elliot's teenage years amplified his mental issues he was bullied quote again this is a quote from him by his own account he was an innocent a scared little boy trapped in a jungle full of malicious predators shown no mercy he began to disappear into the game World of Warcraft, and he began to obsess over women and sex. Another quote here, Finding out about sex is one of the things that truly destroyed my entire life, he wrote in his manifesto. Sex. The very word feel- fills me with hate. I would always covet it. I would always fantasize about it, but I would never get it. Hmm. So this sets the stage for 2012. Late 2012 and early 2010, Elliot Roger bought $2,500 worth of guns and ammunitions. ammunition. I should mention he was a pretty wealthy kid. His father was a low-level like film director, uh, movie director. So that's how he could afford the guns and stuff. And as we'll find out later, he also had a BMW. And he, he would also, at this time, Elliot would practice at gun ranges. He started planning to make his move. And after two false starts, Elliot's long-festering plan went into action on May 23rd. 2014. Now, I know that date. I, yeah, you do. That was my 34th birthday. Yes, it was. Uh, David at the time was uh, sharing an apartment with Weihan Wang, uh, also known as David, uh, and uh, Cheng Wan or James Hong. And these two roommates were Elliot's first victims. Uh, Elliot was sharing an apartment with these two. Um, and they were his first victims. And they were brutally attacked as they came into the apartment that morning. Uh, Elliot went out to get a coffee and drank his coffee and then stabbed his roommates to death. Um, and then a friend of theirs, George Chen, was stabbed 94 times in a brutal kill- killing. 94. Um, Elliot then up- uploaded the pre-recorded video to YouTube uh, with this message. This is just a transcript of what he said. Hi, Elliot Roger here. Well, this is my last video. It has all come to this. Tomorrow is the day of retribution, the day in which I will have my revenge against humanity, against all of you. For the last eight years of my life, ever since I hit puberty, I've been forced to endure an existence of loneliness, rejection, and unfulfilled desires, all because girls have never been attracted to me. Girls gave their affection and sex and love to other men, but never to me. And that was the gist of his video. Uh, Elliot got into his BMW and drove to the campus of UC Santa Barbara, go banana slugs, he did try to get into a sorority house. That was his big plan, but he was unable to get through the door. They had like a security lock on the door. So he opened fire on three women outside of the house, killing two of them. He then moved to a pizza place in the area and shot and killed a male student there. And then he just started driving along in his car, shooting at people. Yeah. Uh, he shot and one- wounded several more people, hit others with his car, but he didn't take any other lives except his own. Uh, Elliot's car stopped uh, after he collided with a parked car and he shot himself before, before police could apprehend him. Jeez. And I think he was like 21. He was very young when this happened. 21, 23, something like that. Enter Alec Manassian. And Alec Manassian is a, a native of Richmond Hill, Ontario. He worked on and off, mostly off, in the software industry. He made mobile apps and made some other software. He had spent a few years in college and 16 days in the Canadian Army. Uh, okay. The Army thing wasn't for him. According to his mother, he had Asperger's Syndrome, again, not officially diagnosed, and he had been uh, in the special education program. Well, was he he diagnosed then? 
He he may have been. Uh, they they can't find any medical records saying he was, but his oh. mother insists that he was diagnosed with it. Okay. And um and, and and that I think is the big thing here. I think it's like these people just can't adjust to society, and then they find this group that like just feeds them full of hate. I think also what I think. Okay, so, so there's two ways to look at this too. I think that you could look at it as like, all right, he there was hate, so the parent wants to say, oh, there was something wrong with him. Right. Then there's the other side that goes. Hey, uh, you're giving people with Asperger's a bad name, so we're gonna say that he was never really, you know, uh, really, n- never really diagnosed with it, right? Because you you will see that la- like a lot lately with the left mm-hmm. claiming mental illness as their own, and they'll say like, uh, racism isn't a mental illness. I disagree. I think that you have to be fucking mentally ill. I don't, I think that mental, mental illness is protected too much from the left. Mm-hmm. Like they try to say is like, mental illness is great. Everybody with mental illness is wonderful and they can't harm anybody. That's not how fucking mental illness works. You don't own mental illness. I'm, I have mental illness, you know, mm-hmm. I'm fucking, uh, left. You know, and I, and I know that 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 it's it's bullshit when they try to claim it as like some some innocent fucking thing, like and and so maybe that's the case here where right. where maybe he was diagnosed with Asperger's at the time, right. and now people want to say yeah no because it's going to give that a bad you know because they think it would give that a bad name, and it yeah. doesn't you know who it gives a bad name that kid right. You know, that fucking kid, whether whether he had Asperger's or not. Um, because you have to find a way to be supportive and, and to try to help people who are struggling with mental illness as much as you can. But while at the same time, not ignoring warning signs that they could be doing something dangerous. Right. Like, obvious. like we're supposed to love animals, but understand also the cats are assholes. Right. Yeah. So love animals, just not cats. We just lost a lot of fucking uh, listeners. Now, I'm the bad guy on the show. This is what it's like. Um, you say that every show lately, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Alec looked up to Elliot Roger. He was also a regular on both the infamous uh, image board 4chan. Right. And another site, Forever Alone, which is a message board devoted to the romantically frustrated. And on April 23rd, 2018, so almost four years after the Elliot Roger attacks, Alec posted the following on his Facebook page. The incel rebellion has already begun. We will overthrow all the Chads and Stacys. All hail the supreme gentleman, Elliot Roger. <laughs> now, the term Chad applies to a male... They call them Chads. This is like incel speak. This uh, is so funny. Really? I've yeah. never heard that before. Th- that's a male that's successful with women. They're convenient. They're usually seen as very conventionally attractive, confident, popular, oh. even though they have no real in- intellect. Mm. Um, and then Stacys are the boogie women of the incel community. Uh, entitled, attractive, vapid, vain, uh, but they only have eyes for chads. They won't look at anybody that's not a chad or a Tyrone, which is the black equivalent of the chad. That's so racist. <laughs> it is. It's so fucking racist. Um, oh, by the way, I just realized this whole time I've been sitting back from the microphone. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then another thing, in it, uh, they, there's also Beckys, which are more like average looking than, than a Stacy. A Becky is more like everyday looking, like normal, and... But they still hate Becky's because Becky's only want chads. Becky is also a racist thing yeah, that yeah. black people will call white girls. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that came from like that the Becky with the good hair thing, yeah. right? Mm. Uh, so shortly before making that Facebook post, 
Alec had driven the rental van he had gotten in preparation for this moment onto a busy sidewalk in Ontario at full speed. The van crashed into 26 people, most of them women. Ten of the people he crashed into, eight of them being women, died of their injuries. Upon interrogation, Alec admitted that he was a, quote, radicalized incel and hoped his action would would inspire similar attacks. No, by the way, I'm not laughing at what he did or anything. I'm just laughing at some of the silly, the silliness. Like, what did he, uh, scroll back up. Mm-hmm. What did he call him? The Supreme, uh, the Supreme gentleman. gentleman, Elliot Roger, all you Chads and Stacys. Well, this is like silly. It's crazy. And looking into it right here, um, he hoped his actions would inspire similar attacks. And he pointed to a Halloween party in 2013 where his attempts to woo women were met with silence or laughter. And he said, I consider myself a Supreme Gentleman. I was angry that they would give their love and affection to obnoxious brutes. Okay. So. At least it seems like him. You can't speak for every incel because everybody's different. Like they're not all like the hive mind. They're not the Borg. Right. Um, but it seems like in his thing, it's like I'm so great. I'm so great. They're not paying attention to me. It's their fault. So this, when you're saying I'm a supreme gentleman, you're coming in with an ego. I understand kind of where he's coming from, uh, because there are a lot of women. It's you know there are superficial. You see that a lot in oh, groups. Yeah, it doesn't mean you, should, you have to go out yeah. and kill yeah, people. No. Uh, and a lot of those people are fucking assholes. Um, and and it, I, th- I think if you want to call them out as being assholes, fine. Let's do that. We don't have to go around and kill people. Right, right. For not liking you. Mm-hmm. You know you know what, you know what else is going to not really get women into you? Uh, actually, that's not true. Maybe he should have just been a serial killer. Because women fucking love that. Well, I, I mean, maybe he's getting attention now. He's in jail, but maybe he's getting attention. Probably now. will, uh, and I'm not joking. That's how fucked up shit is. <laughs> that was the old, yeah, like, like Ted Bundy was a classic example. Everybody's like, oh, Ted Bundy is so dreamy, and it's like, is he? We're gonna say that was oh, uh, Bill Hicks. Yeah, the Bill Hicks thing. He's like Ted Bundy, that old whip. That old whip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we actually played that on the Ted Bundy episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I totally forgot about that. Um, but yeah, so that, that's, uh, those are the two big incel deaths. It's still a big thing, like the incel threat. It's like any community and, and, and to, to defend incels, the most of them, because most incels have not and will not be murdering a bunch of people in the name of inceldom. Um, to defend them a little bit when they're saying, oh, are they a terror group? It's like when people would say like juggalos are a terror group. It's like, no, they're not. They're just ICP fans. Yeah. Um, unless they kind of get together and start planning things like that and then, those incels would be a terror group. So just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's something to be afraid of. Right. It was one of those things. I guess is my uh, final thought. I'm Jerry Springer now, I guess. <laughs> my final thoughts. What are my final thoughts of this? Uh, uh, I think women should be less... Um, I don't know. Yeah, women, fucking be whatever you want. Yeah, uh, you do you. Yeah, you do you. You don't owe anybody. I don't think anybody owes anybody else anything, as far, especially as far as that goes. If you don't, no, I mean, I just if you're I, not into somebody. Do you? What are you going to do? Pretend to be into them? Right. Well, well, I mean, I think that that you can be conditioned to like people that are rich or have money. I see that. I I mm-hmm. I'm well aware. I see that a lot. Where, you know, the the broke person or the poor person. Um, or the fat person isn't as in with certain cliques, you know, uh-huh. 
as other people. And it's like, I get that. I, I, to- I totally understand that. Um, but see, and my thing was, uh, whenever I would see that, I'd be like, fuck that. Why would we want to be a part of that? Clip? Absolutely. And I, that's, that's always that, been my thing. Yeah. Well, that's where I am. That's like, yeah, I'm not, I, I don't beg anybody to be their friend. You know, I don't beg for friendship. Um, it sucks because sometimes you do want attention from somebody and, you know, you kind of put yourself out there like, hey, you know, like, I like you. I want to get to know you. And then they don't reciprocate. And it's like, you kind of, it's like, why? But why? But why though? Yeah. As Katie Nolan would say. Mm-hmm. And, and it sucks. But, you know, you don't need to go and fucking kill the person because they don't like you. Fuck them. You know? Yeah. Just move on. And, uh, it's, it's a shame but i think that what happens is these people they're on the internet too much they're they're sitting in their fucking rooms they're getting stir crazy they're getting cabin fever they're they're in their own heads they're in the little this little hate bubble right and th- and those are the people they're bonding with the people who are just reinforcing that hate and yeah. building it and building it and building it yeah and it's it's like it's all online i saw i saw today uh a local church i guess had a gay pride flag Okay, was it that Universalist Unitarian Church, I'm going to guess? Yeah. Okay. And somebody, like, tore it up. Which is ridiculous. And, uh, and vandalism, and a crime, by the way. And people were saying, like, there was, there was like, comments, like, good, any time that they put that back up, tear it right back down. Mm-hmm. Um, Meanwhile, these people be up in arms with somebody, like, spray-painted no God on a cross in front of a church. Absolutely. Which is wrong. I'm not saying do that. That is the wrong thing to do. It's vandalism. It shouldn't happen. Um, absolutely wrong thing to do you know what's funny about that is that you're saying vandalism's wrong yet mm-hmm. there will be people on the left that think uh vandalism is art but like graffiti yeah graffiti. if you own the wall i'm okay with it no 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 they're talking about like just just spray painting somebody's house or like no, city I'm, property or something nah, like i that. disagree with that of course you disagree. I, I think there's a place because you're a art. rational person yeah. when it comes to that stuff like i love those like murals they'll do with people Right, like, because um, they're paid fucking murals. Yeah, because they were commissioned to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like if look if there's an old like abandoned building, it's whatever. But when you're going into neighborhoods, you know that's the, that's what the argument is. Is like it's art. Art's not a crime. No, it is if it's on somebody else's property. Right. Like unless you, yeah, like you said, unless you own that wall. Right. You, you can't. Do, you do not have the fucking right to spray paint on. That. I can't go dump a bucket of paint on somebody's head and say, "Hey, it's art." Well, you can, and I'll go to jail for it, right? Well, but, I'll, I'll and they'll and they'll disagree probably, with you yeah. too, because if you go and you dump uh, paint on them, you know, there, there's a lot of hypocrisy that comes from the left. There's a lot of hypocrisy that comes from the right, and the middle, <sighs> everywhere, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and side to side. That's where I just I just try to find co- like common ground. I try to find a balance in life. Um, that that fucking uh, LGBT plus or lgbtq plus uh flag the fucking gay pride flag uh that getting vandalized is, is disgusting it's a disgusting oh, totally yeah. fucking act of hate mm-hmm. that's all it is it's a fucking act of hate and people that did it are cowards and like you said it, yeah they'd be up in arms if somebody did that to their, if they ripped their fucking trump flag you know people would be which hey if you've been listening to any of this podcast you know i can't stand that dude I would never vandalize a Trump sign. I would think if anybody did it, it's wrong. My Bernie sticker person. was fucking. Uh, there was a girl from that I became friends with from Indiana who was uh, campaigning for Bernie out there, 
and she sent me a uh, 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 I was going to say Trump a uh, Bernie sticker, and it was on our car, and we went into a Walmart. And so, of course, it makes sense that this fucking happened there. We went into a Walmart. We were only there for about a half hour. Came out. Somebody took a fucking razor blade uh-huh. to our, our thing. And I'm, you know, how do you know it was a razor? And you could just, just because of the way the fucking sticker was like, okay, cut fine. Off. Would, it, would it make them feel any better if it was a pocket knife? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> who cares what it was? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, you seem to know what it was. I think you did it. Okay. That's, that was said to me. All right. That literally was said to me. I think you did it. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You know, and it's possible that people, you know, do things like that and, and blame other people. Of course. Oh, yeah. That What was that guy's name? Juicy uh, Smollett, the French actor. <laughs> <laughs> in, in Chicago. Juicy Smollett. <laughs> was it Jussie? Jussie Smollett. Smollett. Yeah. Juicy Smollett. Uh, but the, th- the problem with that is fucking... Walmart has cameras. I, you know, we could have went and been like, "Hey, we demand to see the cat." Yeah. You know, you could have called the police and made it a big thing. And, yeah, we could have because been there for hours. Yeah, um, or we could have been like, "Whoever did is a fucking piece of shit." And I guarantee they would never, ever fucking do that with me standing there. Or they would get these. Uh, they wouldn't. They would probably get a bat, really. Yeah, to the fucking face. Mm-hmm. That's what they would get. And then they might die from a bat to the face. Right. Or they can get these hands. But would they die the worst? It's time for another game of Who Died the Worst. That's right, it's time for everybody's favorite game, Who Died the Worst. Not who died the funniest, not who died the first. The name of the game is Who Died the Worst. And the way this works, if this is your first time along, is I will give Jackson Wells one, two, three deaths, and he will tell me which of these three died the worst. That'd be great if it was like an Easter thing, and we had uh, things of food coloring, Mm -hmm. and bratwurst. (laughs) Who died the worst? That's a long way to go for a pun, but I appreciate it. All right. See, I, it, see, it's D-Y-E-D. Right. The W-U-R-S-T. <laughs> Completely different spellings. Yeah. And meanings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, this was a hard who died the worst, because there wasn't really anything I could tie in with the incel thing. And then we did a lot of things about Poe, so I was like, okay, can we do writers? All the good writer deaths have been covered already. You had Tennessee Williams, he choked on an eyedropper. You had the one guy who swallowed a toothpick and it cut up his intestines. You had the Greek philosopher who had the turtle shell dropped on his bald head because the eagle thought like it was, he was a rock. Mario. Exactly, yeah. So we were running out of good writer deaths, but I found three that are pretty decent. Um, the first is going to be Lionel Johnson. And this one has been disputed, so it might not have happened this way. But Lionel Johnson was a uh, writer, I believe he might have done some poetry. Around the turn of the century, um, going in 19th and the 20th century, late 1800s into the 1900s. And the, the story about him, I mean, we know he died of a stroke that may have been brought on by falling and hitting his head. Some people say he fell out in the street. But the story we're going to run with for the sake of this game is that he died falling off a bar stool. Okay. He fell off a bar stool, whacked his head, <laughs> and, um, excuse me. 
I'm about to die the worst. Don't. Um, fell off a bar stool, hit his head, and then died of a stroke. Mm. That's death number one. Death number one. Death number two, speaking of falling, is Dr. Robert Atkins. Remember him? Yeah, the Atkins. The Atkins uh, died. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, that's where this whole low-carb revolution started. Was with didn't the he die diet. similarly to... Uh, didn't he slip on ice or something? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. He fell and hit his head on an icy New York sidewalk. Right. And then yeah. he was uh, admitted on... Um, um, to the hospital a little bit later. He was in ICU for for year for years. Yeah, he was in ICU for days. He under he underwent surgery to remove a blood clot from his brain, but went into a coma and died from complications. Apparently, he had like medical histories of heart attacks and hypertension and high cholesterol, which I guess he didn't want out there because of the diet he pushed, being very high in fat. Uh because um yeah, the Atkins diet is like very low carb, high fat. Uh, similar to keto, keto's like the big thing now. It's a very similar diet plan. Yeah, which you know is going to end up causing problems. Yeah. Um, and and I guess they, they didn't do an autopsy because he's Jewish and his religion uh, forbade, for, forbade autopsies. So, which I think is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I don't think he was murdered he, unless he was pushed. We know he fell on ice. Yeah. And that's what we're going to go with. Fall on ice, knock on the head, blood clots, you don't wake up. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Death number three is Julien Alfred de la Maitre. Okay. He was the French ambassador to Prussia and also a philosopher and writer. And um, there was a um, a very prominent person, Turconnell, who was grateful to la Maitre for a curing him of an illness and held a feast in his honor. You know, you always like talk about feasts. You love feasts. I love feasts. Yeah. This is a feast thrown in Julien's honor. Right, I can appreciate that. And he had he had this reputation for being a partier and a glutton. He would drink a lot, eat a lot. Okay. And I, I can either, appreciate that. And because he was uh, wanting to show off what he could do or just like how much he loved it, he ate a whole bunch of uh, pate de faisons ou truffles or truffes. So truffes. so truffles with potatoes. No, uh, pâté oh. de faisan is a pâté. Oh, patty. A pâté with with faisan. Pheasant. Pheasant. Oh, it's and a truffles. Pheasant pâté with truffles, yeah. and he ate so much that he developed some sort of gastric illness, uh, started getting a severe fever, and died. Oh boy! So death number one is um, getting tipsy and falling off a stool and getting We're a stroke. Clubkin tipsy. Uh, death number two is slipping on the ice, cracking your head open, no autopsy because you're Jewish. Right. Death number three is uh, a feast is held in your honor, and you eat so many uh, pheasant pate with truffles, you eat so much of that, that you die. Okay. So I ask you, who died the worst? Uh, what was the first one again? Uh, the first one was the guy who fell off the barstool. And fell off the barstool, his head, yeah. Allegedly, he may have fallen in the street. Right. Yeah. So, who died the worst? It's it's. All, I always have to remind with myself what the game's called. Yes. Because it's tough. Okay, so dude hits his head. Second one was the Doctor Atkins hitting his head on the ice, falling. So we have two, two guys hit hitting their head. So, so both of them are hitting their heads. Well, one is, yeah, but one is falling on the ice and one is just drunk or had a stroke. Or both. But what killed him? Was it the fall? Uh, officially, I think they said he died of a stroke. 
Right. And then officially, Dr. Atkins died of a... Okay, so... Actually, I'm, officially, I'm, Atkins died of surgical complications from repairing a blood clot on the brain. So, the I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eliminate the first one. Okay, the, uh, the okay. barstool guy? I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to eliminate him because it was just a stroke. Ho-hum, yeah. Um, yeah, it's... it's Okay. So, he's gone. Uh, and now we're left between... Uh, Dr. Atkins and Julien, the pheasant pate eater. I'm going to go with number three. Okay, so death by pate is the worst death for, for this That's my I, It's my opinion. Yeah, I think he, go, he he dies the worst. Just because he was so happy and he's probably yeah. jolly and he's like, yeah, I'm eating this fucking pheasant, baby. You know? Uh-huh. All about that fucking pheasant pate. And who isn't? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All with the truffles. Those truffles can be expensive, too. Right. And then he fucking dies. Yeah, and it's not like that, but you're going that roller coaster, you feel so great, and you're like, oh my god. Right. I, it, it's happened to me. Yeah, it's happened to me like yesterday. Because uh, it used to happen to me a lot, because I will get, like, gallbladder pains. I think that's what it was. I, like, WebMD diagnosed myself. Right. And it would happen a lot if I ate too much. Or if I ate too much, like, rich food. Gotcha. And you would have this great meal. You gotta eat like, poor food. Yeah, well, no, poor food's even worse, because it's usually bad for you. Oh. Um... And you'd be like, oh, my God, I, you, you go from, like, feeling great to be like, oh, my God, I just want to, like, the way I would I always describe the pain is you just want to go down. Like, if you're sitting up, you want to lay down. Well, the way rich people ate back back in the day, too, was like, like, like you said, pheasant. Yeah. And it would just be a lot of birds. Like, yeah, right. Like a lot of big birds and stuff. Um, you know, a lot of, like, I guess, like mutton chops and uh yeah. You know, th- things that, that I guess you're you're getting like squall? Like fucking no. Wait, what's, yeah, like yeah. if you're yeah, poor. Squall. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like if you're poor, you're not gonna get these Well yeah, for a long time meat was like a luxury. Because who's farming them? Yeah. You know, and it, yeah, it's if you're living out yeah, you're you're not you're not gonna be getting the, the more expensive bird on Right, you might be getting tripe, like entrails, yeah. Don't you ever fucking knock pepper pot soup. Uh, I, I didn't mean to, yeah. That's right, you do love tripe. So that is, uh, anyway. That <laughs> number is, th- anyway, that's who died the worst. Number three is uh, who died the worst. You got anything else we got to cover? Anything uh, else? No, I think, I, think we, uh, I think we uh, got it all. I think we got it all out there. We did a uh, commendable job of sticking to the topics this week, I think. Yeah. We, uh, we held to it. Yeah, we didn't go off on too crazy of a tangent. Yeah, try not to. And uh, we learned about incels. We learned about Poe. Yeah. I believe next week we're doing, um, just as a little tease, do you want to give it up here? I think we're doing... Uh, so, by the way, this is episode 40. Yeah, yeah. Big. We got a big milestone coming up. That's why I don't fuck with the big 4-0, bro. Yeah. Well, not for another, what, like eight months? Something like that? Oh, well, I do fuck with the big 4-0 yeah. in May, May 23rd. Yeah, like eight... Uh, no, seven months. I'm sorry. We're in October now, seven months. Yeah. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. We're in life. Um, but yeah, 40 episodes. Almost about a year now. When did we do our first episode? About a episode? year. About, about a year, year because we took off. Um, we did take like a six month, a six week break there. Yeah. At the end of 2018. But we're back. We've been back for a while. But we're back now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we may be headed to a castle next week. Ooh. Wait a minute. What does that mean? Because you promised that we were going to be in a jail cell today. I did not. Mm. It doesn't 
I just said in incels. Maybe I, did I say it too slow? Incels, right. not incels. I usually talk too fast. Yeah, so maybe I said it normal pace and he just got thrown up with that. So is he saying incels? Yeah, uh, we, we could be going to a castle for murder, my dude. I don't know what that could mean, but hmm. we'll see you next week with more murder. Castle. My dude. Rock. If you're an openly gay person that can't be sexually active even though you want to be, are you an outsell? That's the joke? Yeah. <laughs>